before when you would ask me a question about like what my greatest accomplishment he'd be like yeah name off all these movies and stuff that he did and then he's like now when you ask me he was like my accomplishment my greatest accomplishment was being my mother's son that's where i learned everything and it was just like oh wow like it's always nice to kind of hear like people who've kind of been on the quote quote unquote top of the mountain be like this is what really matters we've been given this definition of success that's not really the case like the definition of success is to be who god made you to be that's it you run your race it's not my race it's going to look different for you to to say like hey you got to make x amount of dollars that you have to have x amount of kids that you have to have x amount of cars x amount of accomplishments it's like god might not have had that for you or you could have actually been successful in something that like like well yeah you were successful in that but that's not actually where god wanted you to be how do young men like us optimize our lives in a way that lets us achieve success and meaning come with me as i interview top performers and delve into key areas of life habits finance psychology health relationships work creativity and business I boil the ocean of men's advice into usable wisdom in this podcast to give you the answers. My name is Blake Bottrell, and this is The Distilled Podcast. My guest today is a self-described wifosexual, dad of five, with a healthy football addiction. He's teaching men all over the internet to restore the spark in their marriage after almost 20 years of his own. His lighthearted antics and celebrations of his friends on Twitter have managed to unite both feminists and red pill guys alike. Joel Lopez, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. That's a pretty sweet intro. Thanks, man. <laughs> try to try to get the start on a high note, you know? Yeah, yeah. All downhill from now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to sort of start uh, five or six years ago, and you and the wife are sort of sitting in the car on date night and you're like too tired to do anything else. What lesson about your marriage really comes up from that moment? It, it was, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was one of those things where I remember that cause we were like gonna go to the movies. It's like, should we go to the movies? It's just like, no, I don't, I don't wanna do anything. We're so tired. I don't know if we were three kids deep or four kids deep, but we were, we were tired and like we wanted, we wanted to do something and I think it was really just like, there's all these moments where it was just like, yeah, you're my favorite person. Like, even if we're exhausted, even if we're tired, like this is, this is where I want to be. This is not ideal. This is not like what people would consider to be fun, but it's, it's worthwhile. Right? Like, like I, 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 rem I remembered that, like, this is, this is a, a small, a small moment. It wasn't like, Hey, we were on some like, expensive vacation and we had this great time it was like no like this was for us to be able to go on a date like there's a lot of logistics that are involved with it too so it's like is there a babysitter yes or no um is there somebody who can handle three or four kids yes or no what's your schedule like what's my schedule like so there's all these things that kind of go into like being able to go on a date and for it to end up just being like you know what we're just tired can we just sit in the car and like just have some quiet just me and you and like chill out here it's it's just one of those things where it's like it's just something that you only you and your wife can share and you're doing it together and that just means that means everything because that's what you like a lot of guys will have these ideas of what marriage is going to be and it can be whatever it is that you want to be right like I, 
but like I I knew that marriage was going to be not like freaky sex all the time and like vacations. It was going to be like trips to the hospital because you have sick family members, kids crying all night. Like I knew that's what it was. And so it was like, here I am. I got what I wanted. Like this is, I wanted this with her. And uh, I just think that perspective helps, helps me because sometimes people can be like, why is this so hard? What's well, like, well, nothing that's meaningful is ever easy. That's why guys win, win like championships, right? Like they cry. Like, why are you crying? You just want, it's like, no, it's because you don't realize like all the things, all the, like the late practices, all the times that they were, you know, working out and, you know, couldn't walk after a workout or, you know, whatever it is that they did to get to that point. Yeah. There's, there's no one else I'd rather do this way. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a phrase that like more and more, like I just, <laughs> I just, this morning, like my daughter was, was up all night. We have, she's uh 18 months. She was up a lot because she was up a lot. She woke up some of the other kids. So that woke up another kid. So like I was up a lot and like I'm, I was sitting here working and my wife just came and she put her arms around me and that meant the world because it's like, you didn't, you're not, you didn't sleep well either. I didn't sleep well. Like you, you started off the day, like you weren't at a hundred percent. You're maybe like at 25% because you were up all night with the baby. Like we, we all were, but to have that sweetness and that interaction was like, like that, that means, that means a lot. Cause you could easily just be snappy. I could be snappy too, but we choose to interact with each other in a manner that's, Hey, like this is, this is what we wanted. We chose to have these babies. All right. Getting into sort of the team aspect of it. I know you've talked about sort of how things change as you have kids over time and, and you're no stranger to the idea of teams. Is there any sort of qualities maybe not in like individually person wise, but qualities that stand out as these are the, the two to three overarching themes in that team aspect when it comes to marriage. So as far as like the qualities that make up, make up a good team. Yeah. Is there sort of a corollary between a traditional team in a sense and uh, bringing some of those aspects into, into a marriage? Like in a team, especially in a team game commitment like you got to be committed in a marriage though i use it an even level higher and i say covenant because covenant now brings god into god into the equation which i think is the reason that marriage and a lot of things are going by the wayside because it's like we've we've said god we don't need you to be a part of this and then so he says okay good luck with that and then we pay we pay the consequences of trying to do it our own way we've done that in school politics we've done it in marriage but i think that men actually said no to god first and then because men said no to god first then they took him out of marriage and now we have you know the state of whatever you want to call this is this is what we have because of it so covenant covenant is basically i would rather i would rather die than leave you i would rather die than 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 to break the promise that i made in front of you and god and then so whether she fulfills her part of it or not 
you still do your part. So if, if she's, you know, not sweet to you, you're, you're still doing your part. Now the Bible gives you ways out adultery abuse. Like you can leave. Okay. So you kind of have to say that because people will be like, well, what about this? Like, don't be an idiot. Okay. Like there's, there's, there's like, we're, if we're not talking about like adultery or abuse, you know, we figure you can figure a way out. Um, so I would say the commitment is a big thing. Grace. Grace is huge. You need that in a team environment too, because nobody is perfect. So that's why I love football because football is like, to me, like a microcosm of life. You have all these kind of moving parts that kind of go along with it. Football is not a game of perfect. It's a game of resiliency. And it's the same thing in marriage. It's, it's, there's no perfect marriage. My marriage is not perfect. It's just that we made the commitment. That's the kind of bedrock. And because we made that commitment, now we extend each other grace. Believe it or not, I am not perfect. Believe it or not, my wife is not perfect. I, I need to extend her grace. So there's a difference between um, mercy and grace. So mercy would be like if I just say like uh, you did something to wrong me. And I'd be like, all right, that that's cool, Blake. We're good. That's mercy. But if you did something to wrong me and I said not only Blake, not only is it cool, but here's a million dollars. That's grace. You did not deserve it. So that's, I think, if we're looking at a commitment, grace, and gratitude. Like playing sports, is that's a privilege. Like your body is, is healthy. You can do this thing. You're able to do it. I think the longer that you're married, it's one of those things where you take it, you take it for granted. Like, uh, save your sons had a post yesterday and it was to the effect of like this woman lost her husband and she was on a run or something with this other girl. And the woman who lost her husband asked, you know, what are you doing for dinner? And the woman who still had her husband was like, oh, my husband wants chili, but I think I'm going to go to the store. And the woman who lost her husband was like, make the chili. It's just like, yeah, because he's gone now, like, I wish I could make him his favorite dish. And like, that's that, 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 that I think that's like the perfect human nature. Like for me, like my wife is my dream girl. Like I realize that not everybody, like that's the case, but it was the case for me. And there's this time, there's a kind of this thing where it's like you become accustomed to them. So it's like, oh yeah, like that's, that's my wife. But like, you forget those, those times when it was like, dude, I, I just want to be in the room with you. I just, I, like, I just want to, I just want to marry you. Like, like you forget because you get, you get used to it. Like, I don't know if, if you've ever kind of got to a place where like you wanted something so bad, but then like you got it and then it became the new normal for you. So then it's just like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, like that is something that you can consistently have to battle. So as you asked that question, like there's actually something that I was, I've been working on a course that kind of like takes care of this. Um, but yeah, I would say covenant commitment, gratitude and grace. Those are like three foundational things that whether on a team or in a marriage, uh, are going to go a long way. You talk about just sort of being in the room and I keep referencing this tweet or idea that, um, 
like find the person that you're comfortable just being uh, in the same room with for extended periods of time. And that's who you want to optimize for because the majority of your life is spent like alone together. And obviously stacking five kids on top of that uh, is adds an extra dimensionality to that. But how do you, how do you feel about optimizing for that uh, type of person? What do you, what do you mean by like optimize? Did like, I, did I pick, did I pick my wife knowing that she was like, I, I enjoyed her company? Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of pretty women. There's lots of like women who are, would be like good girlfriends. Uh, there's not, to me, there's like another layer of like, well, yeah, you'd be, a, you're pretty, you're, a, you'd be a fun girlfriend, but being a wife is different. And then being a wife that I'd want to, I'd want to spend the rest of my life, you know, basically you're saying I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Like that's a whole different level. So like it was kind of easy for me because it was circumstances that cleared that up for me. So my wife and I were long distance. And so we met in like the pretty much the pre-internet era. So we had to write like love letters to each other. And I got, I, I would, I would talk to her on the phone for one hour a week. Like that's what I would get. Like I'd buy a calling card and we had one hour a week to talk to her. So I didn't get to see her. So I didn't, I didn't get caught up in the physical aspect of her beauty. It was, I, I get to talk to you for one hour a week and I actually enjoy talking to you. So like, I'm a red blooded man, you know, like if we were together, probably like I just want to make out. Right. And then it's like, Oh, this is great. But those circumstances that sucked at the time were like, that's really where we built the foundation of like, Hey, I have to sacrifice to go and see you. I have to sacrifice to be able just to, just to talk on the phone with you. Like, and you have to do the same thing for me. So yeah, I, I think, I don't know if optimize or like vet would be like, if I, if I was talking to a younger guy, like, Hey, you're thinking about getting married. Well, well, can you just, do you, do you just enjoy her company? Like, do you enjoy talking to her? Like not making out like that should all be there too. So I'm not saying that she, like, that's all important. Cause you don't, I think it's, I think it would be cruel to not be attracted to your wife. I think that's cruel to her, but you want to be able to enjoy her company. Like, like going back to like that date where we were sitting in the car, there's been some dates where it's like my, my, they weren't, they weren't even dates. It was just like my in-laws are in town. So, so it's like, okay, they can take care of the kids. Like we're just going to the grocery store and I have a, like a, a good time just like going to the grocery store. So our fifth kid, so here's a, here's a quick story. Like our fifth kid, um, my wife is pregnant. She gets in a car accident. My mother-in-law's in town. Um, so she's like pregnant, pregnant, like with our kid. Like I think like a couple of days later, she has the baby. She gets in a car accident. So like they're waiting for the police. So I come and see her. My mother-in-law takes, takes the kids. So I'm just sitting on like the sidewalk with my wife and we're just hanging out. And then it was just like, I got on my phone. We started going to Spotify, like playing like music from when we dated. And it was just like a fun time. It was like, here it is, this kind of a crappy situation. And it was just because we joined each other's company. It's like, oh yeah, like you're fun. I enjoy your company. And, she, and it's like, oh yeah, Joel, you're, you're, you're fun. Like this is like, this is kind of how it was when we were like little teenagers dating. 
and it was it was fun again like we, we find those little those little moments so uh i don't know if maybe we're using different words but i would say vet for that for sure because eventually you know you you raise babies and they're gone and then what's left like what's what what's what is there you, that 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 should be there do you still have any of those uh letters oh yeah yeah those are those are like in a box put away where like if it was like there was like a you know like you got i want to get like if there's a fire like i get my kids out and stuff like that but that would be like something where it's like yo like i I'd, i want to make sure to get those because they, they mean they mean a lot they mean a lot yeah my dad when he was younger went on a i forget if it was a student exchange to uh belgium and would write love letters back uh or i don't know if they were love letters or just letters back across the pond to my mom and she kept them and I didn't find out about them until, uh, I want to say probably five-ish years ago. And I actually ended up like stealing a bunch of his handwriting to put a tattoo on my chest um, right before I took a, a trip out to Thailand. But um, yeah, how important is sort of the, the influence of family and, and that uh, wholesomeness of of having those love letters and that's the start of of that how important is the influence of family in creating that culture of uh of being able to foster that kind of love so you're talking about like my parents and, and things like that yeah just whole oh, family unit like that's huge my wife said that one of the reasons that she loved me was because of my family the way that we interacted so there's a part of me that just wants to kind of like regulate and be like, dude, stop being an idiot. But it's like, oh, like I came from a good family. Like my parents stayed together. My like on both sides, pretty much everybody stayed together. Like I had, I would go visit aunts and uncles and it was always like, Joel, we're happy to see you. Or, you know, so I've talked to people where it's like, yeah, the, you know, the family is, is a wreck. There was a lot of affection in my home. Um, yeah, there there was a lot of affection in my home, and because of that, I gave I gave a lot of affection because that was just normal to me. Like, some I, I think maybe it, part of it is cultural. Like like I'm Mexican, so we're, you know we're pretty pretty affectionate. But you know I've been around other families that are Mexican. They're they're, they're not as affectionate as, as my family was. So I think. Um, that's a great question because when you get married, it's actually two cultures that are coming together. And I don't mean culture like, like I'm Mexican and like somebody's white or black. I mean like your family has its own culture, your own way of doing things. So like when you are dating, like you go into your, you know, your girlfriend's house, you see how they interact. You see how they do things. That stuff is going to come up again in the marriage. Because you recreate what you know, so when you get married, you're you, you are creating this new culture. But that's where a lot of arguments happen. It's like we have this way of doing things. I have this way of doing things, and now we're coming together. And now, what I'm used to having done is not being done, or this is how we do it, and you you don't agree to it. So now, now we're now we're having conflict. So, like, you can, like, if you saw like. 
I don't know if you have a, a girlfriend. Are, are, you're married, right? I think I saw a ring. Yeah. So you're you're married. Like when you're when you were like dating your wife, like you don't want to date her, like and not know her family because that's dangerous. Because like you have like you have she's not cut off from her family. So if you don't know where her family comes from, like you, that's a huge that's a huge blind spot. So I knew I knew where my wife came from because like like her her. <laughs> Her mom has known me basically since I was a teenage boy, you know. So like, so I I I I know her. I know I know her family. So my family is not perfect, but my wife knows like where I come from. So if she sees that, it's like, yo, you, you you knew what you were you knew what you were getting. Okay, doesn't mean that I don't. It's not a cop out to say like I don't change, but it's like you knew what you were getting. You've talked about the fact that you've never seen a great husband be a bad father. And so you call yourself a marriage coach, but by proxy, I think you're also a little bit of a dad coach. What do you think is the biggest lesson that kids are missing today by not having this like holistic family unit? So what are kids who do not have a father? What are they, what are they missing? Or just disjointed family. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. I, uh, I coached high school football for a few years before we, uh, had more kids and, and it became, it became like a, a, a lot to ask. And plus I wanted to be around for my kids. It, it's, it's a big time commitment. I, which I enjoy, but it just in this season of my life, but the kids who had a father, you could coach them hard and they could take it. And the ones who, who didn't, you could tell that they didn't, they were, they were more, they were more emotional. They've kind of break down. Like you, like if you, if you would get on them, they would kind of collapse into themselves. So you would, you would, you would notice that. So like, it's no coincidence that God calls himself a father. That's not a, that's not a coincidence. That's, that's, that's his role. A father, a father trains you up and every, every little boy and even every little girl asks the question or like, do you love me? And are you happy that I was born? And a father has to answer that question for their children. Yes, I love you. And yes, I'm happy that you were born. And if you look around, I, th- I think a lot of a lot of people, grownups, have this hole in their heart because they have they have a father hole. My daddy, who I was supposed to trust, left my mom. Now I'm unstable. Or he was just a sperm donor, right? Like he, he never, he never, he never cared. Or maybe he, he, yeah, he sent some money. So I had a roof over my head and I had some food and I had clothes, but yo, prisoners get that too. So I think that there's a big, a big time hole in fatherhood. And I, you know, if, if I go back, I think it goes to like men left God. So they left that responsibility also. It's just, it's just a continuation of that wreckage. They've lost, they've, they've, men were created to, to worship and love God. And by ignoring that, this is why we have so much dysfunction. What's the significance of naming your podcast after a niche football term? I just wanted it like, I, it, it just kind of was one of those things where it's like, if I'm going to be speaking to somebody, maybe I can get out these little nuggets that'll like turn the light on because that's really what turned the light on for me. And so 
like, you know, the podcast, you know, I like doing it because I like talking to people, but I kind of wanted somebody, somebody to get something out of it. So I don't even know if that's the right way to go about it, but it was just like, ah, sounds good to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll roll with it. And then, uh, you know, maybe stuff like this where it's like, it'll open the door where I could talk a little bit about football. So that'll make me happy too. And so it's, you know, tell some of these like little anecdotal stories. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's the wisest thing, but you know, I like I, that, that took me so long to, to even get rolling that it was like, I, you know, I, I didn't want to have any more, uh, like, like stumbling blocks, I guess, to, to get it out. But I just think that like, that's just the way my mind kind of works though. It's like, there's a lot of like information being processed. Like how can I sort it to get to the stuff that really matters? And I think once I understood that in a lot of cases that really happens, it's like, okay, like how can I apply it? So yeah, that's, that's probably my, I haven't thought about that in a while, but yeah, that's probably, that's probably it. <laughs> what's, what's the best nugget that you've taken from the podcast and applied to your own life? Uh, I had uh, David, David Feldman on, I've had him on multiple times. Um, but he had, he had one of us like the, basically like the four, four stages of marriage. It's like, you have like the honeymoon phase, the plateau phase. And then there was like, there was like two other ones. Cause I, I, I haven't thought about that in a while, but that was just like one of the main ones. And it's just like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Cause that was like what I was going through too. It was, yeah. in this honeymoon phase, it's just me and my wife and like, I'm building a career or, or, you know, trying to make it, trying to make some money. And then now the kids come, you know, career stress, kids stress. It's like, oh, there's a strain in the marriage now. All right. And then there's this kind of like, well, what I want my life to be kind of thing. Like I'm in my forties now. It's like, Hey, I'm, have I wasted my time? Am I, what am I, am I doing something worthwhile? So I think that's like a big thing because I think a lot of men are kind of going through, a lot of men I talk to are kind of going through something similar when they, when they come to me. It's like, yeah, I have, I have, you know, financial success. I have success in business and, you know, I'm physically fit, I'm strong, but my marriage sucks. And, you know, I really want that to mean something because I, I want to be able to come home and not even feel like I'm the man, but I just want to like, I, I want to come home and I want to, yeah, I want to come home because there's somewhere it's just like, they don't want to come home because there's no peace in the house. Like I want to be, I want to come home and be like happy to be home. So it's like, it's like these little, it's these little things like they're not like achievements that you, you know, put on your wall, but it, it's, it's this thing where it's like, it's a quality of life. Like I really want my life, my, my life to feel like it matters more than personal or, or, uh, accomplishments it's legacy and, and purpose right purpose yeah because I, I like i don't i don't know like it uh like if if i asked asked like you know who won the academy award in like 2002 or something like you'd be like i don't know but that was like a big deal but like, you know, you say like, you know, how much did your parents mean to you? It's like, well, now you can kind of spout off all the things that your parents did for you. And, um, 
I was I was watching this interview with this comedian, and like they, he was like, yeah, before when you would ask me a a question about like what my greatest accomplishment, he'd be like, yeah, name off all these movies and stuff that he did, and then he's like, now when you ask me, he was like, my accomplishment, my greatest accomplishment was being like my mother's son like that was that he was like that's where i learned everything and it was just like oh wow like it's always it's always nice to kind of hear like people who've kind of been on the quote quote unquote top of the mountain be like this is what really matters like we've uh we've chased success like we've given we've been given this definition of success that's not really the case like the definition of success is to be who god made you to be that's it like you run your race it's not my it's not my race it's going to look it's going to look different for you to to say like hey you got to make x amount of dollars that you have to have x amount of kids that you have to have x amount of cars x amount of accomplishments it's like god god might not have had that for you or you could have actually been successful in something that like like well yeah you were successful in that but that's not actually where god wanted you to be kind of wasted your life that's a kind of a hard pill to swallow and i try and i tried that too because i like i like I, i'll tell my clients like i did not want to be talking about like marriage and leadership i wanted to be in real estate and business like like yo like i want to talk about that stuff talking about marriage like <laughs> that wasn't me bro it's funny how uh you never end up where you intended to go but somehow always land up land in the mm-hmm. uh right place mm-hmm yeah, there's a reason why uh, people win Olympic medals or win a World Cup, and still the most important day of their life is when their kids are born, right? So yeah, 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 exactly. She knows you're upset, so you stop. So stop saying you're not when you are. It's a tweet you had. Mm-hmm. It's a banger. Is there uh, a moment that comes to mind for you? Oh, I do it all the time. That's why. It's like there's this part of me that's like, you don't admit weakness. And so like to admit that I'm upset is like almost like weakness. So it's like, are you upset? No, I'm good. But now my countenance has changed towards her. I'm not as sweet towards her. It's like this, this, it's this, I don't know. So there's like a good part of, of like, playing sports and having this attitude of like, nothing bothers me. I, you know, things don't hurt. Like, and, and again, like I wasn't like some kind of like all-star, but it was just like, I, you know, I, I very much wanted to embody the, the, like kind of like the, you know, the competitive aspect of it. And it's, it, it, it helps and serves. It helps and serves in that arena for sure. It helps and serves in business, but it doesn't always apply in, marriage and that's where like wisdom comes it's like hey this this thing that that you do it's really it's really helped you move forward and be successful but in this in this arena you need you need to take a step back so like that admitting that something is bothering me is like a it's like it's like what is get what is the issue what's like what's my pride now i think like especially like in a christian sense like pride has like this bad connotation but you should have pride and like yourself and like confidence and stuff like that but there's also the pride where it's like no this is your ego where you're not you're not you're not able to admit 
that you did something wrong. Like that's the kind of pride or like you want glory when you don't deserve glory. So yeah, that's something that, that I think is big for men because there is this, this thing of, I don't, I don't admit that I'm hurt or that I'm wrong because somehow if I admit that I'm hurt or I'm wrong, that makes me vulnerable and I don't want to admit that I'm vulnerable, that you can hurt me or that I'm hurt. Like, like I'm some little boy. It's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I don't get hurt. It's like, no man, like you're, you're, you're still, you're still human and you still make mistakes. And you know, those, those, <laughs> those things where it's like, you don't you, like, you don't admit it's like, this could be resolved in like five minutes, but I'll drag it a couple hours, maybe a day or two. I don't know, depending on how stubborn I'm feeling. So it's just like, yo, like that, that, that was, that was me, me personally talking to myself, but I I know that other men do the same thing. When you get into that mode of, of upset or stress, obviously it's not a, a unfamiliar position for a lot of guys. Is there any practical steps or things that help you? Um, or is it just sort of time to work it out with yourself? Uh, you know, I've, I've found that like for me, sometimes I'm not even sure why I'm upset. And so like my wife is very quick in an argument to like understand where she's coming from, but I like, I, but I'm like my emotions, like I'm, I'm more like logic and action. And then my feelings come later. And then, so it's like, well, why, like I need, sometimes I need, I need to kind of step away to be like, well, why am, why am I feeling this way? And once I can step away and be like, oh, this is why I am hurt because I wanted to spend time with her and I didn't get it. So that's what bothered me. Now I can come, I can come and say, hey, you know, this is why I got mad. Like we had an, we had an argument. So um, she, we, we were, we had a date plan. And like I said earlier, like to have a date, like we have to like, there's a lot of moving parts that have to get sorted out. So we were going to have a date and then it came out that she, she was, she might not have made the date cause, cause she had something come up. She got, she was going to have some kind of meeting or something that she needed to go to. And then, so I got upset. Now I did the whole, like, what's wrong? Like, nah, nothing. But, but I didn't, I didn't know like why I was upset at first. So I had to kind of like, you know, once I thought about it and we had argued already, cause I, my, my ups, like, it's okay. Like for me, it's like, it's not okay to be sad, but like, like I can, like I can be angry. Like that's the thing. Like I allow myself as a man, like ah, I'm mad and I, and I can yell or, or just, you know, um, criticize because I'm, because I'm angry. So I make things worse. Okay. <laughs> but once I, like, once I, I like give myself time to think like, well, why was I mad? I was like, Oh, because I wanted to go on a date and we haven't had a date in a long time. I was hurt. So then I can go to her and say, Oh, I'm sorry because you know, you had this thing and I kind of knew that this was a possibility, but I didn't think about it. And then once you reminded me that this was a possibility, I was, I was hurt because I wanted to go on the date with you. That's why I'm hurt. So now I'm, I'm so because I can recognize it for myself that, Oh, I'm, I wasn't mad at her. I was mad because I just wanted some time with her. And so when I apologized, it was like, Oh, I'm I'm sorry cuz for reacting that way or treating you that way, that's not right. And this is why I did it. Cuz I was able to kind of 
self-reflect. So I think the long way to answer that is like to self-reflect and actually, actually like understand your feelings and your emotions, but your thoughts too. So it's not like this soft, like I, I, I didn't have to like journal about it. It was just like, yo, like when I'm working out, like I'm thinking about, yo, why did I get so mad? Why? Oh, we haven't gone on a date in months and we just got a sitter and we have like this window because that's kind of like when you have like this many variables, it's like you got to find these windows. And like if you miss the window, then it's like, well, we'll see when the next time happens. It could be, you know, a couple of days. It could be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since we've had a date, actually, now that I think about it. But that's kind of kind of where we're at. Obviously, the logistics of date night with five kids is exceedingly difficult. Um, how do you still manage to find little ways to create space for your wife to be your wife instead of mom all the time. That's a tough one because we, we homeschool too. So they're always home. They're, the, the kids are always around. So she's always mom. The baby always needs her. Um, she'll have like, like she'll go and do her workouts. So she'll like get out of the house and, and go do her workout. So that'd be like, a, you know, a few hours and she has her own kind of business that she works on. So I'll, I'll find opportunities where it's like, Hey, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the kids and, and you can, you can go have a few hours to yourself, but it's a, it's a challenge. It's, that's a big time challenge. Like there's like, we had just discussed, Hey, how about, how about, I get you an Airbnb or a hotel room for like a day or two. So you can just go like, just, just I'll, 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 I'll take care of it. Cause I, I work from home too. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I get to do stuff like this, but uh, you know, it's a lot harder for her to do she, like, cause the baby always like wants her and needs her. So there, it, 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 it's a challenge for sure, but it's just finding those little things like, Hey, Hey, you want to work out? okay, let's, let's, let's make sure that we can make that happen. Scheduling is, is like huge in our house. Like what is the schedule? Like later on today, we have a schedule for later on today. It's like, okay, this is where we got to go. You're picking up. I'm dropping off. You know, this kid's going over here to this thing. What do we have going on tomorrow? Dinner? Like, like, so we, 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 we run on, we run on, we don't have like a tight schedule, but it's like some, some things are just like, Hey, this is what, what needs to get done. And we, we do it every week. So scheduling is, is big to be able to, to like, where, where are your opportunities to take, to take, you know, I don't like the term me time, but I don't know what else to call it. Like, Hey, go have, have your time for yourself. Yeah. Where we can just be, you know, not mom for, for a few hours. It, 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 it is a challenge. I mean, ideally you know you'd, you'd want to have like lots of family around or lots of babysitter options but that's just not the case in our case so it's like all right <laughs> well you know we just kind of power power through it some some things it's just like yeah we just got to power through it no one should have higher standard for you than you so when she's nagging you is she really nagging you or does she just have a higher standard for you than you do what did you think about that one i'm kind of curious i I think it's great. I think, uh, if there's not, um, if you don't have the capability to assume that you are the best person that you can be and that there is someone else that believes that there is a better part of you out there, you should be doing everything that you can to try to be that person. So if there's, um, 
any gap there between and someone has to tell you that there's a gap you're clearly not doing something right mm -hmm. yeah that was um like after like on a long enough timeline like you're 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 gonna stumble right you're not gonna live up to your expectations your potential your promise some kind of like however you want to word that um so yeah like for me it was it was like oh is she nagging me or is she you know she did she politely ask me a few times already and i didn't get the message and now she, now she's now she's frustrated not that she's frustrated with me but it's just kind of one of those things where it's like i know you're i know you're better than this and like that's one of the hard things about marriage is like your warts and all are going to going to be exposed are you are you are you okay with are you okay with it? And I think that's why some people avoid marriage because it's like, yo, your warts are gonna get exposed, in some in some in some in some form, right? Like like, I'm not I'm working on being more handy, like doing handy work is really frustrating to me. Like I'm really good at like being affectionate with my kids playing with my kids but like like teaching them to be like handy that's something that's like ah man I'd, i i want to i'd like to work i'd like to work on that more or like even like musical like i don't know any instruments it's like oh i'd like to work on that so i can do that with my with my kids so going back to the nagging part though it's like yeah like sometimes it's like oh you're, you're allowing yourself to slack and it's like you can't slack because you promised her like she, 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 like some people will be like, oh, like women will get married because like you have the promise of like making a lot of money. It's like, I didn't have any of that. Like I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> like there was no like, oh, there's, he's going to make, be like this Mr. Moneybags. Like, you know, like some people like, oh, he could be a pro athlete. I had none of that. Like I was, there was no question. I was not going to, you know, like there was, there was no like financial upside, so to speak that was that was like you could see it in me that i that i thought of anyway it was just she just wanted to be with me and so are you being consistent with who you said you were no i'm not like when i struggled in my marriage it was because it was like everything became a chore the things that i would do gladly because it was just like man i'm i'm with you now now they're a problem. So, yeah, like I, I just think as a man too, like you want to have, like, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think anybody should have higher expectations of me than me, just as a man. Yeah, I guess that sort of <laughs> relates into the next one here. And it, you say uh, all men love to hear that they're the head of the household, but they don't like to hear that they're also the foundation. No one cares about the foundation, but everything rests on it. So. Mm -hmm having that responsibility and doing what you say you're going to do. Like if you consistently take chips out of that foundation by not saying what, or by not following through on what you say you're going to do, that's a pretty rough foundation to start with. It looks like uh, my current foundation that's uh, leaking through from the 1800s. <laughs> the foundation is not, no, nobody like will ever goes to like a, 
you know, fancy building. It's like, let's go look at the foundation. It's like, no, let's go look at, let's go look at the, let's go look at this fancy building. But it's the foundation that it rests on. So like, I get, I get that men want like credit or like pats on the back for doing it. But the part of being a man is just like, yo, like you're the foundation. So there's no pats on the back for, for doing that. That's just part of being a man. And like you do it because this is your family. You love them. They're there because of you. Like everybody there is because of you. So there's things you're going to have to do and you're not going to get any, you're not going to get any kudos for it. It's just, you know, like this is part of being a husband and a father. Your family rests on you. You want to be, you want to be the head honcho and have the final say, well, you know what? You, you better be laying that foundation. Yeah. It's because what's the alternative, right? And I think we've sort of moved into this almost countercultural movement where family is now countercultural of, of, Everybody just wants only the responsibility of themselves and not the responsibility of it, of other people. And I think life gets pretty lonely in the back half if you don't have some sort of responsibility to take with you. Well, that's the covenant. That's the commitment, right? Like that's the, that's the foundation. Like, most marriage, like I've seen some people like, yeah, marriage is, you know, not that hard. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't ever say I have like a, a bad year of marriage, but I had years where there was more bad days. I've had that. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the commitment is everything. Like, like if the commitment's not there, then, then it's just like, Oh, you didn't do this thing. Okay, I'm out. Like that doesn't that doesn't work that way. Like this this whole like marriage is 50/50 thing. No, that's like I've I've had instances where you, you know, my wife is sick. So who has to do everything? Me. Oh, it's 50/50. No, it's not. I had instances where I had like I had no money. Guess who was supporting us? My wife was. Now, I didn't like that, but that's what it was. Okay, so this so this fifty fifty thing is, it's like yo, that's you know you want to you can run a business partnership, you can you know, fifty fifty is like you going to McDonald's and paying your money and them giving you a burger. That's you know that's fifty fifty. If that's what you want, like, you know, good luck. The divorce is not going to be fifty fifty. How important is um, setting the example as a father? You told a story of um, when you're a kid driving past some strip club billboards and your dad's staring straight ahead. How important is the observation of um, what you're doing versus what you're saying as a father? I think it's, it's everything. Kids have you figured out. Like that's a scary thing about being a dad. It really is. Like I'll see my kids do something and be like, Ooh, I know where that comes from. And that's not good. That comes from me. That is scary. Um, like, I want my kids to have a strong work ethic. If they're not working, it's like, well, where are they seeing that? Oh, that's me. Uh, one of the reasons, um, you know, I used to work out at the gym. And then it was like, I had, 
I was like, well, they never, my kids never see me work out though. So I got a home, I saw, so I, I got a home gym set up. So I go work out in a home gym now. And what happens? Oh, daddy, can I come work out with you? I never said come do a workout. It was just, oh, daddy's there. This is, this is what we do. Like, this is, this is what, this is what my daddy does. I want to be like my daddy. So yeah, my, my, my dad never, my, my dad never was like, like we, I would say like people would say like we were religious, but like my dad was, was just like, he was just a sweet man and he just kind of did what he did. He didn't like have to like talk about it. Like he never told me like, Hey, don't go, don't go and like have sex with lots of women. He he never, he never told me that. It was just, I saw him love my mom and I saw him like when there was, you know, billboards for strip clubs that like he didn't even look. I got them. I got, I got them. I got the lesson. Right. He never, he never even like, it probably was never, he probably never even thought about it. Right. It was just like, he was just doing what he was doing. My, um, my dad never drank. He never told me not to drink, but I never saw my dad drink. So I did drink. But then once my, once my first kid was born, I was like, you know what? I want to be like my dad and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to drink. So it's not to say that when they turn 21, maybe I'll have a beer with them or something like I've left, I left that open. But for the time being, it's like I'll, that ex, those those examples stood out to me for my father, and it kept me out of a lot of trouble. Like I never had, I never had like, oh dang, like this girl's slashing my tires, or I gotta go, you know, get tested for STDs. You know, like I never had that because it was just I never put myself in those situations. It kept me out of a lot of trouble. Um. So yeah, that kids don't. Kids don't do what you say, they do what you do. And I mean, you can you can lie to yourself and say, yeah, they're they're going I'm forceful enough, I'm charismatic enough, I'm persuasive enough. Nah. They're going to do what you do. And that goes back to like that culture part of right like of vetting your wife of like seeing where, where her family comes from because she could tell you like I'm a I'm a I'll just say a Christian or a believer or whatever, but you look at her family like uh well I mean, you might be a black sheep, but this is where you come from. This is what your experience is. Or you say you're, you know, you're clean and tidy, but then I go to your home and it's not. So people, people will show you who they are over time. And so, yeah, I think that's why, that's why just your, your actions. Um, you know, I, I, I always want my actions to line up to what my beliefs are. They don't all the time, but you know that's where grace comes in but for sure like it's it's super important what's something you spent a lot of time doing that i should skip entirely what do you mean in general in marriage is there something that comes to mind that um i don't know because i like i never thought about that because <laughs> you know it's one of those things where it's like everything that i've been through has gotten me to this point so there's 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 nothing wasted. So it's like one of those things where, um, like if you need to learn that lesson, then it's gonna keep on showing up until like you pass the test, so to speak. Like, is there something that you that you're doing currently that you're like, you know what, this is this is not. I, I guess that's that's really the thing. Like, I don't know if it's like what you shouldn't be doing. It's more of like 
what you should be doing is like auditing yourself. Like I do that, you know, quite a bit. Like, how am I, how am I doing? Like, I never had this like idea of like, oh, I'm going to be like this mogul type person with, you know, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk type. Like, it was like, I want to be a good husband and a good father. That should be good enough. Like that was like, that was like always like my, my goal. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. Um, so it's like, going back to that, am I being congruent? Am I, are my actions lining up with a man who wants to be a good husband and a good father? Uh, so I think, I think it's, it's not what to avoid. I think my mind works on like, what should you actually be focused on? Because if you focus on those things, then you kind of avoid the, the trapping. So it was like, like, uh, like just just say like sports for instance right like it's not like oh do i want to avoid injury it's like no what kind of exercises do i focus on so that i i don't get injured or i don't want to have a bad game it's like no i don't focus on not having a bad game i focus on these are the habits that i need to focus on so that it goes well for me so i, I like i i think maybe maybe that's that's why i have a, a hard time with that question cuz I, I don't think of like what should i avoid i think it's a more of like if i focus on this then like like when they ask jesus in the bible what are the top two you know what are the, the, the what's the top commandments he says love god your love god with all your heart and love your neighbor and if you took take care of those two things then everything else kind of takes care of itself that's kind of how how i like like i look at it like my marriage is not right. Okay, so what is the target that if I aimed for that thing, then like all these other things kind of come with it. That that's I think that's more of the way I look at it. Yeah, it's the story of the the hero versus the anti-hero and setting your life up not necessarily um in the service of avoiding being the anti-hero but actually striving to move towards the hero and be the best person. So <laughs> I uh like I have like, I have like certain buttons that you, if like you push them, then like I go, you know, kind of like, uh, back to the future. Like if you call, you call, you know, McFly a chicken, like it's like, Oh, it's his button. He's, he's going right. Like I have certain buttons that are kind of like that. And I, I remember like I did something and it didn't work out. And my wife told me, she was like, I knew that was going to happen. And I was like, well, why didn't you say something? You didn't ask and you were going to do it anyway. <laughs> It, it cost me some money and it cost me a lot of time and kind of heartache. So it's a cheat code because it's like, here's this other person who has your best interest at heart, who knows you, but who also compliments you. Like my, my wife is, is very intuitive. She's like very good with, pe she's very good with people. She like, like can, she can read, she can read people really well where I'm like more like logical action. Like, like, let me, let me kind of like get in here and just kind of start hammering away at certain things. Like she, she covered her, her strengths cover my weaknesses. My strengths cover her weaknesses. And that's, that's the cheat code. Like nobody else knows my fears, my dreams, like she does. Like you can talk to your boys talk to your parents uh, like you know some people i guess might have like really like but i'm a private person like big time like nobody knows me like my wife does that's the that's that's the cheat nobody cheers me on like she does 
like a word a word from her is is there's there's no they're like like if if there was a crowd of people like I can hear her voice because that's how much that's how much she matters to me. So the cheat code is like here's this here's this person who has your best interests at heart, who knows you, whose strengths cover your weaknesses. Like going to like a sports analogy, Jordan Michael Jordan won no championships until Scottie Pippen showed up. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen won no championships without Michael Jordan. They 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 both played the game of basketball, but they had different roles and because they were able to do these different things, that's why they won. Just sort of wrapping things up here. Do you have a uh favorite client story that comes to mind of somebody that you've worked with? Yeah, um I had a client very successful in business, like super successful in business his you know he took care of his physique you know so it's like oh like all all the outward appearances were like hey this guy is killing it and he even said that he's like yeah all outward appearances say i'm killing it but i come home and i can't stand being home i i would rather i'd rather i'd rather my wife be gone like like I, I could kind of care care less, and so we start we start. He's like, he's like, I know that's not good. So which is like the big, like any client I work with, that's that's always got to be the acknowledgement of like I got to take responsibility here. So I gave him an assignment when we first started, and I was like, oh, give me like ten things that you're grateful for for her, or that you like about her, or that you love about her. The next week is like, I couldn't think of anything. It's like, ooh, this is this is this is tough. And I, I even I even asked, like, hey, when you guys were when you guys were like dating, was there like was there like magic sparks, butterflies? Like he's like, No, not really. I was like, Why did you get married? It just seemed like the next thing to do. I was like, Ooh, that's tough. All right. So uh not a lot to work with, but he was committed. So one of the things I asked him, I was like, oh, does your wife have great taste? He's like, nah, not really. I was like, oh, that's strange. She picked you, right? And he was like, oh. Uh, y- yeah, she did. So she has good taste, right? He's like, oh, I see where you're going with this, Joel. Like, all right, cool. So she has great taste. Like, how about we start with that? Like, let's start with this one thing to be grateful for. She has great taste. Because everything, everything that was like, everything that was like, he could find negative like he found negative and he dwelled on that so the big thing is just like yo going back to gratitude like let's find things to be grateful for he he was like sex is so infrequent i i wish i was asexual like i wish i was like just didn't have the urge at all so we 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 did some work and you know one of the things that he had was like compassion was a sign of weakness as for him growing up and so that's that was something that what do you know his wife needed she she was getting no compassion from him so we did some exercises to help him work on his compassion he sends me some messages like hey uh yeah so my wife woke me up in the middle of the night so we could have sex it's like oh nice you know like hell yeah so these things are like they're 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 always there's you never arrive like you never arrive in fitness like I was talking to somebody it's like you don't ever just like get to like 
be like an Olympic level athlete and be like, you know what? Workouts are done. I am done. Like, no, it's like, it's, it's constant work. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. But the thing was now that he understood who he was, he understood what his wife needed. And now she, she, she you know, he would send me messages and he'd be like, she sent me this message. Like, who is this man? Cause it was like, this was the man, this wasn't even the man that she married. Like he is, he is a better version. And now his family is better because of that, because he was having a hard time connecting with some of his kids. There was issues there too. That's why I say like, you got to love your wife first because that sets the conditions, the environment and the family. Now the kids feel secure. Now they feel loved. Oh my, like my dad loves my, my mom. My mom respects my dad. Oh, I should listen to my mom because dad is now loving. Like, like my kids, if they, if they talk crazy to my, to my wife, uh, uh-uh, you go, bro, you don't talk to her that way. Mm-mm, no, you're going to get, you're going to get checked real quick. So yeah, that's kind of an extra story in there, but yeah, that, that's probably like probably my favorite just because it was like, there was no. I have some who were like, oh, yeah, like she was my fantasy girl and like all that. And that's great. But this one was like, yeah, I just got married just because. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, man. Let's do this, baby. <laughs> well, if that's not a shining testimonial for the work that you're doing, I don't really know what is. But uh, I appreciate you, brother, and you're doing some, some great work and saving some marriages. And uh, if we want to send people to the new courses coming up or uh, get in touch with you, where should we send them? Uh, I'm pretty much on Twitter exclusively, I guess. I, I'm not really anywhere else. So that's at, at the Joel Lopez, T-H-E-E-J-O-E-L-L-O-P-E-Z. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, catch you on Twitter. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on.